back to the Creatures of the Night podcast. We've been on hiatus since I think November, but you know, life gets a little hectic and complicated, but I think we should be going uh, more on pace going forward. So happy 2023, David. Happy 2023. I'm Narciso, by the way, with my co-host, David Gonzalez. This would technically be episode five. Can you believe it, David? Five episodes already? <laughs> yeah, I mean, At I this pace, can. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I guess it was five. I don't even remember all of them. No, it's five. It's yeah. five, yeah. At this pace, when we retire, we may have ten. Who knows? <laughs> we may have ten. Five, <laughs> five out of X amount of months. Yeah. Well, obviously, we're um, not making our money generating uh, revenue from YouTube, obviously. No, definitely not. Definitely not. This, this is specifically nothing more but a passion project, I guess. Yeah. So I think this is basically just going to be kind of like a little bit of a recap for us in 2023. What we've watched so far, uh, TV and movie-wise. Um, talk a little bit about John Carpenter. His birthday was... Uh, January 16th. Okay. And just, not too late. Not too late. Not too late. <laughs> so we'll, we'll kick it off. didn't pass away in the meantime. Oh, God, David. Jesus. You heard it here first on the podcast you now. It. You better upload it quick. No, no, no. March 9th. Yeah. March 9th. So I guess if we're talking about him, we might as well kick off the podcast episode talking about John Carpenter. Alrighty. So um, it was his birthday. Everybody made a lot of hoopla about it. I'm a huge John Carpenter guy. Always been. I think um, his uh, rebellious style of guerrilla filmmaking has always kind of appealed to me. Mm -hmm. And um, ever since I was a kid, like hooked on like the original Halloween and stuff on, I always liked his stuff. Um, when we worked in movie theaters, I remember we, we ran like vampires we were like projectionists at the time and stuff like that even ghost of mars which is pretty yeah. awful um so you you and me have a lot of history of john carpenter stuff and um how about you were you ever like technically influenced by him in any which way or always looked up to him uh i would say yeah i'm as a kid i loved john carpenter john carpenter movies Maybe they didn't realize exactly which ones were his when you were a kid. But yeah. definitely, like you said, when we were in film school, when we were like into it and we were in our early 20s, yes, John Carpenter was definitely, we always talked about it. We always referenced it. Mm -hmm. He was like, you know, he had, like you said, he had that gorilla style. Yep. And he was like that, that, that director that you could relate to because he didn't get lucky right away. He, he worked with what he got. He was creative and he had a team. Mm -hmm. When you're in film school, you know, you have your your your, your crew and then that's what you, who you trust, you know? Yeah. So we're doing all these low-budget movies and then, yeah, we looked up to John Carpenter, Sam Raimi, Peter Jackson. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was about to blow up at that point with Lord of the Rings. Robert Rodriguez was Rodriguez, also... Yeah, we like, into those kind of like... The guys. The ones that did these movies that we liked, but they were low-budget and then we realized when we watched the making of, shit, that's something... We could do that. Right. We could do it. We just have to be creative about it. Right. Exactly. And then, of course, the carpenter has gone through many ups and downs. I mean, do, how old is he, by the way? Because he, he, he looks older than he is, right? 
Is he 70? Uh, yeah, maybe because he's a smoker. He is born in 1948. Okay, so, so he's 70-something, 70 74, 75. Because my, my dad was born 70 and 49. So 70, yeah. But he always looked like a man. You see all those black and white photos. John Carpenter, to me, has always looked the same. Yeah. <laughs> Even when he was young, he looks like he does now. He looks like those scenes in those movies where they just get the same actor and they dye his hair and he's young. Mm -hmm. Like like Bill Murray and Scrooge, when they go back in time, they just give him a wig. <laughs> and <it's supposed> <laughs> yes, exactly. Looks, yeah, yeah. He always had the glasses and the crazy hair and the big mustache. He's a skinny guy, you know? Yeah. He's chain smoking. And he, he always, you could tell he's into it, he's passionate. But he was like always in the interview. He's one of those guys that's kind of like, like, like fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he definitely, he's definitely a no nonsense guy. And he's, yeah. um, I think partially why we used to like him a lot was because he's kind of like an anti studio guy. He doesn't yeah. play with the studios. He doesn't get along with them. Which I think at the end is what fucked him over, and why he never really got uh, all the projects that he wanted to after a certain yeah. time. Like he, I think he hit a, a low point where he was like barely getting his movies out there and they were just getting lower and lower budget. Like I, like we were saying ghost of Mars, I think probably vampires was his last film that he had a decent budget. And I don't think vampires was with a major studio either. That was already like straight up him funding it with whoever he can get to work with him at the time. Yeah. I think it was released by Sony, but I think it, it's, it's always production problems. Every time you see, I have like the special edition Arrowhead copy of Vampires. So okay, that's one of my my favorite guilty pleasure. I like Vampires, yeah. And I and I, there's a great documentary. Yeah, it was always hard to fund, and it, the budget was cut down. That's why when we did the review many years ago, you mm -hmm. can tell the movie was chopped up and shortened. You know, like yes. like, kind of like a George Romero thing where they have a vision, but they don't have enough pull to just. Yeah, they they have a big scope, but the studio keeps like bringing it down to earth, you know. And it's like it and it's sucks. Gonna be because... good. It's gonna be good, but it's not one of those mainstream movies where you can take a risk, you know. Yeah, it's always like, yeah. oh, it's you know, it's gonna be good, but it's not gonna really make a lot of money, you know, like Romero and all that kind of even Tarantino to a to a point. Mm -hmm. Well, because Tarantino, yeah. how, how famous is he? But his movies don't make as much money as like. You know what I mean? When he's mainstream. Well, they, they do make good money and they get critically acclaimed constantly. That's why yeah. Tarantino can get away with all his shit. So yeah, what he wants, yeah. He doesn't give a she doesn't care about studios putting in their two cents. He doesn't care about he he only cares about his cut, his edit of the film and what he feels is best. And they, you know, some people get lucky and they get to like have a whole career that way. And then there's other people like him where he gets to play in the field for a while until they get tired of his shit and they just kind of, kind of like John Carpenter. I don't, don't want to say blacklisted, but I mean, they've, they kind of forced him away from the major studio machine. He did it to himself. Yes. But he also, I feel like he did it on purpose. I don't think he cares to be honest with you. If you listen to him talk all the time, he doesn't give a fuck about anything that, that has to do with anything. I mean, he feels like, He's always done what he wanted. He has no complaints, you know? I'm sure his complaints are that he wants to keep on going and he hasn't been able to. But other than that, like he, all he cares about is the money. He always talks about 
Oh, they always tell them, oh, what do you think about this Halloween, that Halloween? He's like, I don't give a shit. All I know is that in every Halloween, I get a paycheck. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I was going to say, he still generates money from how many John Carpenter movies have been remade. Oof, God. Tons. Some even the more thing. than one. Oh, yeah, yeah, a bunch of crap. I mean, he literally invented this in his, I mean, he made the Boogeyman and, and Halloween a genre on his own. He's the one that kick-started that whole thing you know um before michael myers there was no boogeyman big slasher guy there was one off yeah maybe but yeah he was me and and also how many movies how many movie titles have his name on the top like what stephen king that's really Mm -hmm. it stephen king's this i mean they don't do that not even like spielberg even does that you know no i feel like it's Maybe it's horror, guys, if you think about it. Maybe it's like a horror community yeah, thing. I think, I, don't know. I think that's how they did the Halloween thing. And they just went with that. That was like a staple, like National Lampoons, you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe. And then they told me that too. But, okay, do you remember your first uh-huh. Carpenter movie? Because I don't think I know my first one I ever saw. I, I, I think it was Halloween for me think the first one you saw i think so i think i saw halloween and then i think probably the second one i saw became one of my ultimate favorite movies of all time um uh, with they live okay probably was they live now that i think about it um Definitely was- sure maybe after that it was probably the thing i'm not sure but i, I I'm, I'm assuming that was the order in which i was exposed to uh john carpenter um but I like I feel like all those, especially his early works, they're very raw in the best way. Like, perfect example. Um, like they live. He goes and he gets Roddy Piper to be his main star, who's a wrestler, you know? Like nobody really would do something like that. And if you watch it, which I've seen it so many fucking times, but it has this quality about it. Because half of it is in black and white because of the sunglasses, half of it is in color. But it has a very quiet, minimal soundtrack. It's just the doom, 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 doom. The whole movie is like that. Or it's just very quiet scenes. But it's so visual because it's got the whole like propaganda style thing down to an art form, which I get a kick out of shit like that. And it's uh it, it made a huge impact on me. Like so that's probably my one of my all-time favorite movies believe it or not is they live i always re- reference it i always think about stuff from that movie that goes on nowadays in actual society and stuff it's crazy he he's one of those guys that he's ahead of his time because if he were to be a guy now in his prime i feel like he would probably be working for like Bloomhouse or any of these horror things now and it's like and he would probably be their top guy. You know what I mean? Like, he just at a time where he kind of, he was kind of like a, you know, like a, like a, a one of a kind guy of that genre. Not that many people would do it. Like he, like I said, he invented the slashers basically with Michael Myers. Nobody was doing that really at the time. He did it. He, he jumps from horror to sci-fi to action. 
um the comedy the, the the invisible man movie that was so odd yes yes the uh memoirs yeah i remember, like, yeah, I remember liking that movie i saw in the theater and the thing was, i don't remember much there, about it but i've seen it a few times back in the day but yeah with john chevy Carpenter, chase, right huh chevy chase Wasn't it? yeah yeah he's so, so he, really choice. he has so many movies and i think he falls in the category where like most the average person they might not know who John Carpenter is, but you say one of his movies, they're like, yeah, I saw that. You know, like people seen his movies, they just don't know his name. And it's weird yeah. because his name is on top of the movie. Yeah, because it's, you know, casual. Yeah, casual. a lot of his movies have been. Yeah. I, I, it's not what I want to say. It's like his movies are like the thing. Obviously, it's a remake. It's been remade, but it's a remake. But but he, it was, to be fair. They're, they're, they're themes that have been done Entirely before. different, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it was totally different. Yeah. It was almost like a prequel in itself. And then, yeah. then, then the yeah. other one did a prequel on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen clips of the old one. It's totally different. Oh, it's more hokey sci-fi. You know, it still it's has this, like, movie, suspense, yeah. his, like, thriller. But his is straight horror, you know? And, um, and the thing with him is that almost everything he's done, I'm not talking about, like, the later years or something. Like, we're talking about his movies that were kind of going down in quality, but almost everything is iconic. Escape from New York. I mean, to me, that made Kurt Russell a viable super action star. You know what I mean? And uh, it's like, if you think about it, if you think about the characters and all his movies, the titles of his movies are super iconic movies that have inspired all kinds of filmmakers, all kinds of people throughout the years. Another thing about him that I always... We always talk about the type of people that we liked at the time and now, which are like the more rebellious, do it all guys, like a Robert Rodriguez, Tarantino. Whatever. He does his own scores, mm -hmm. which I find fascinating because at this day and age, dude goes around fucking touring like with his own concerts. Okay. That's why he had a band when he was younger too. He had a band, but he goes on concert tours now with his son, who also now does like movie oh, soundtracks. Yeah. And you know, they're like big synth guys. He was one of the originators of synth soundtracks. I'm a huge fan of his soundtracks. As a matter of fact, I have the uh oh nice on LP. Yeah, his LP with all, with a bunch of his uh film covers on here, which is great. Another one that I just saw here. He he's always starting to look like the he's starting to look like Michael Myers now with that, <laughs> that <is> creepy. <laughs> See, it's like him and his son. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. But look, another title here, another movie, horror movie that I saw in the theaters and I always forget about. And it's very good. In the Mouth oh, of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness, yes. Well, that's the one, the, the author thing. It was very meta, right? Yes. Yeah. I remember seeing that in theaters and being picked out. One of my, another Dark Horse, like, cult film of mine that I've always loved when I was a kid growing up. Um, and he did the soundtrack to his uh, Starman. That's a good movie. That's a good movie, man. Actually, I think they've been trying to reboot that one too for a while now, but of course they are. It's a good movie. And another thing is obviously a big part of his movies that we grew up in are 80s movies, some 90s, yes. but I think he did the 80s well. It's hard to explain. Like it wasn't an 80s movie, but he he got all of it down like 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 they live. Right. Like Reagan era feel yes. to it. Yes. You know, big, big business, big government, the mm -hmm. whole problem, mm -hmm. simple as the glasses, you know, that. And then the same thing with uh, 
another one like the fog and everything it's just very it feels very um the fog is another really good one yeah yeah and actually ruined it with a horrible remake oh yeah yeah oh actually it wasn't that bad some remakes I'm, are okay I, but... i'll defend it with the really fucked up ending that it has I just remember oh, wait, that. Wait, am I mixing it up with the mist? The oh, no, no, no. The mist. Which is the one that has that. which is the one that has Thomas Jane in it? No, that's the mist. Okay, then I'm I'm confusing it. The fog had this the guy from Superman show. The guy from Superman, Smallville. He was the main guy. Oh god, no, I don't even think I saw that shit. No, no, it was one of those like, you know, t- you know, WB actors in it. Oh uh, no, 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 no. They made no. the they made the go the, they made the pirates look like Pirates of the Caribbean because it came out right after. <laughs> know, everyone confuses the mist with the fog. Yeah, the mist is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know it's That's a different animal. And then there's the spritz. No, I'm just kidding, man. But I've also heard which one I've never seen. I remember the score was good. We we had a member when we were when we were in film school, like in the very beginning, like Main Street era. I uh-huh. had a CD of like horror movie themes, and we used it in all of our projects. We used the theme for it, the Prince of Darkness. Do you remember? I've heard that movie is really good. The Prince for, of Darkness. Uh, for what? I was one of those. The one I think it was one of those ones when we were walking around uh, visual communications class when we did that horrible project with Carlos. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. When we would do these epic montages. I th- I think that's it, uh, Carlos used that in the background. We were just talking about uh horrible things we were just talking we we're talking crap we use that theme we use that cd but it the the prince of darkness i heard it's really good there was a show on netflix something to do about a cult with the guy from um there was a show on netflix i do with the cult and i heard it was very similar to the plot of in, in, in prince of darkness by john carpenter hmm. it was on netflix it had the guy from priest you're talking about i don't know i have no idea you threw me off with that one. But I'm trying to think of any John Carpenter movie that I never saw. I I don't think I I don't think I don't remember the Village of the Damned. He remade Village of the Damned, remember? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. With, uh, Christopher Reeve. I don't remember watching that. I saw that. But like that I saw I was probably like that was like 18 or something. Yeah, that was, that was probably the last time I saw that movie. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean I mean, uh, it's one of those things where he's sort of a, he's sort of like, um, how would I put it? He's sort of like a pillar of the genre overall, which I feel like he's, you know, pretty much kind of like retired and he does his own thing, but I feel like they can use him. They need him back. Somebody should give him like a bloom house or whatever and be like, look, we'll give you a budget. We'll let you do whatever the hell you want to do, but we would love to have you do a film again. You know, I wish that would fucking happen. I wonder if studios are just so like, so don't want to work with him because he's such a pain in the ass sometimes Maybe that they don't even bother. But I find it hard to believe that all these like horror studios and stuff that are popping up left and right, none of them would be like, dude, why don't we try to get John Carpenter to do something for us? Just pay the man. I'm sure he'll fucking do it. You imagine John Carpenter's name again on a poster directing and doing the soundtrack and all that shit. I mean, he comes back for the last Halloween movies as a consultant or whatever, which I don't believe. I believe like he just shows up, agrees with whatever they want. And then he did do the scores for. Yeah. 
his son, yeah. But I'm like, if he's doing stuff like that, I'm pretty sure you can coerce him to get him to maybe direct a small film. I'm sure he maybe would mind like getting his feet wet again. I mean, I would love to see that shit. I'm, I know for a fact there's a horde of people out there who would love to see him come back and do something. I don't know. When we did the Halloween special, we talked about John Carpenter, and then his last like big big movie was what that movie with Amber Heard, right? The Ward. I looked it up right now. I'm looking it up right now. I don't even know what the fuck that is. The Ward was a movie with Amber Heard in 2010. And, and since it was then, he's only directed music videos. John Carpenter's Christine, but it's a music video, and John Carpenter's Escape from New York. But it's a music maybe, he, maybe he like did like um, new music for it. That's what I think it is. By the way, that's another one of my favorites. Christine. Oof. Yeah, he did the ward with Amber Heard in 2010, but I don't even think it came out in theaters. So his last going back, his last like movie that came out in theaters for sure is Ghost of Mars. Wow. Ghost of Mars. Yeah, yeah. That was that was his last big bomb. I think that was his nail in the coffin. And before that was Vampires, which I don't think did well. Even no, Vampires didn't do well at all. It didn't do well. Didn't do well. And I was thinking about it. I was watching Vampires the other day, and I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't think we vocalized it. We kept saying other movies, but we took a lot of that subconsciously with the uh, with the, the movies we did in school with with the zombie movies with that group of people. Oh with, yeah, the hodgepodge group of like it's like a bunch of bandits. Yeah, with their, with their very cool style of hunting vampires with like the the jeep with the pulleys and the spears and all that shit. Yeah, and that movie's great. I saw it in the theater. I, that's a, that's a guilty pleasure. I don't. I know it's not a great movie. Did you get mahogany? <laughs> it got wood. We watched <laughs> it. We watched it a few years ago for for our special. But it's so good. But it kind of leaves you hanging. It, it feels like it, it could have been. It feels like it could have been a lot better, but they got cut down. You know. Yeah, yeah. His idea was laid out for a much bigger scope because he had the uh, vampire hunters working with the Catholic Church. Yeah, so they couldn't do that. Corrupt uh, cardinals and all that shit. And it could have been a world... Like underworld uh, kind of thing, you know? Yeah, it could could have been like... uh, Every movie could have been a different part of the world with different hierarchies and monarchies or whatever in the the religious universe. Pretty much, pretty much. That, that movie, I love that movie though. There's so many f- fun things about that movie that's so also very 90s about it. Yeah. Like it's, it's so over simple. the top. Everything, every character is over the top. Just like um like a blade too. It's always like a ragtag group of over-the-top people. Everybody has their own distinct style and like specialization on something and stuff. And they, you know that in that movie they were supposed to have um Alec Baldwin and he couldn't do it at the last second so they're like take my brother he sounds just like me and that's why they have okay. his brother he's instead really good. I like his character yeah plus God only knows if Alec was in there he might have ended up killing somebody for real who knows <laughs> oh yeah that's a whole other thing that's <laughs> great boy. boy anyways we'll Happy wrap it up with John Carpenter now but actually you talking whatever made me think of even more like more and more movies come out like Christine oh yeah Christine is great Christine is not only great, it's one of my favorite soundtracks. That's some of his best, to me at least, his score in Christine is so good. And another one is um, Escape from Precinct 13. Yeah, that's one of his early movies. Yeah, it's like so many good movies that you don't think about, and then you like start looking into it, you're like, oh yeah, he did that, oh yeah, he did that. 
That's John Carpenter, bro. And uh-huh. let's talk about, I mean, sequels. I mean, he was involved in Halloweens, but he never really did another Halloween. His only sequel is technically uh, Escape from L.A., right? Yes. Yes. And I haven't seen no. that since it came out. I don't remember. I remember it, people it's bad. It. It's bad. bad. I, it was I like, saw oh, it. I saw it on TV. They were playing it probably like three months ago. I don't know where. And I was like, oh, shit. Let me. Oh, man. It's so. The problem with that movie, what makes it suffer more than anything is that it was shot at a time where CGI was in its infancy when it still comes to like being. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so like they try to do too much in it, and it is so bad that it's aged even worse, and it just the turns into like, water is bad. Oh god, it's so bad! It's so bad. It, but the CG in general is horrible. Like, there's a scene with a submarine, and the submarine is all CGI, and it looks like some shit you would have seen in like a TV show in the '90s. It's really bad. Like, it looks like uh uh. Sequest or something, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> but it's one of those films that if it wouldn't have been for the CGI, and it was too jokey, joke, too on the nose. He was doing it on purpose, yeah. but it was too like everybody had to have like a one-liner. There had to be, I mean, the thing with these um escape movies is that there's always like these um warlord type of people that runs every different type of area. And they have funny names and they all are like on the nose. So like Bruce Campbell is the Surgeon General. And his area, every all his chicks are all like plastic surgery out and they look like something out of a an insane asylum, you know? It's almost it almost became a cartoon of what part one was. And I think it just aged terribly, but it has a big cast. If you look into it, it had Steve Buscemi. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. I mean, it's it's like, oh I, shit, has that guy? Has that guy? And I think also that was cool when it came out for the fans, but like, it was a, too big of a budget for a movie that the first one didn't really even do that good. You know what I mean? It was like most people were like, "What is this?" And that's another one. How many times have we heard that they're rebooting it? And how many actors have been attached to this reboot throughout the past ten years? Robert Rodriguez was supposed to reboot it like when we were in college or some shit. It was crazy. Since then, every once in a while in the rumor mill, you hear, oh, yeah, they're rebooting it with whatever the hot actor of the time is at, at the moment or whatever. It's like he's always relevant one way or another, even if he's not working, just because he's done so much iconic shit and Hollywood does nothing but regurgitate and try to mimic everything that worked in the past. So I'm like, just let him fucking do something. Let him do a. Uh, Escape three with an actual budget now. That would be kind of fucking cool. That'd be cool. And you imagine him with like old Pliskin now. Super, yeah, old old Carru- and then his son could be in it. Russell's son. Oh God, don't do the, the whole. Actor. No, no, no. Put him in there too. Yeah, yeah, and Clint Eastwood's son too, just for fucking shits and giggles. Will Smith is in it with J- uh, Jaden is in it too. <laughs> oh God. All right, so we'll wrap up with Duncan. Get out of that. Get your name out of my mouth. Um speaking of Oscars, this comes out Sunday. You're super excited, right? I haven't looked at a fucking yeah. Oscar show in fucking years, bro. I'm gonna give it to Spielberg. 
Probably by himself. I haven't seen any of the movies. I haven't seen it either. I didn't even know it came out yet. I'm like, that's how much I cared about it. They're probably going to give it to him. You know, it's all politics. You know, of course it is. Of course, it's all a big circle jerk. The only thing, Brandon Fraser is going to get the Oscar for being. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard he did really good, and it's high profile, and it's a guy, and you know what I mean. It 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 seems like one of those Oscar movies where oh, it's important. We got to We got you know. He's going to get, and he's going to come back to life, and he's going to be back. back. He's going to be back in the Mummy. The Mummy Four. <laughs> he was on yeah, Stern gonna, recently, and, and how he's going to bring back the Dark movie. Universe. He's going to bring back the Dark Universe yeah. single-handedly. No, they're going to bring back the old mummies. He's like, you know, Howard Stern was like, you know what? Fuck that. One is Cino Man too. Just old, fat, and Cino Man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Actually, you know what? Off topic, but I I thought about it the other day, and I was like, you know what? Let's talk about it on the podcast. You know that who Rico Browning is? Rico Browning? Is that an actor? He is the actor that played the creature from the Black Lagoon in all the underwater scenes. Originally. Originally. Okay. Yeah, the original movie. Yeah. He just he passed away about three weeks ago, two weeks ago, or whatever. Oh wow. And and it's funny because I had just talked about him to my wife before he passed away. Did you know do you remember? When we were in college, we had a Q&A with him. You remember every once in a while, they'll get like a, uh, a director from like the Director's Guild and we'll do via conference. I remember we did a video conference with that director from Runaway Jury. Remember? Right, yeah. right. Well. Oh man, I don't remember. Rico Browning, I want to say that when we met him, he didn't, it wasn't like a, a video chat. He came to see us. Like it was a, he was there and it was a small group of us that were like, if you're interested, you know, yeah. he's the actor for, and we got to sit with him. Where was this at? And he actually, you know what? Yes. It was in Miami Dade college. I got his autograph, which I wish, or I don't know. I lost a God knows how many years ago that's been, you know, but it was cool because he was, he's, he was a Florida guy. He all that all that creature stuff was shot up in Florida. He yeah, also, Silver Springs. He also helped produce and make the Flipper Show down here. So he's like a big Florida film guy, you know. And he just passed away. He was an older guy already, obviously, and he wasn't doing good for a long time now. But he was always at the horror conventions and stuff. So it's kind of like he's the last Universal monster. Oh, to pass. That was left. He's oh. the last one that was left. The creature was played by two guys. One played him on land, and one played him in all the underwater scenes, which were the best. He was the underwater guy. Rico Browning. Just thought it'd be kind of cool. I was wondering if you remember meeting him. Was that during like the Drew Cumming era where we were meeting all these people? Yes. Yes. And I remember that when we spoke to him, he had on like, he almost looked like a, a safari hunter. He sort of had like a khaki shirt. I know it's stupid, but do you know, where do we? What room was it in? Was it in like the? It was in. It was in um, the film room, film department area, the auditorium. It wasn't inside any of the editing rooms or anything like that. I just remember it was upstairs, and it was like, yeah, it was probably uh, I don't know, one of the one of the film offices upstairs. I don't remember. It was a small amount. Of, it was probably like eight of us in there. Hmm. I mean, if you, if, if I'm pretty, I mean, I probably, I just don't remember. 
if you think I was there, probably was there. It makes sense. No, you were definitely there. But I'm like, I was talking to Dina about him. I'm like, man, you know, I actually got some meetings. You, you, you knew who he ago. was at the time? You remembered who he was at the time? Yeah, because they, no, no. Like by name? No. But the creature of the Black Lagoon, of course. Um, so when I think our professor, I think it was Edgy, AJ oh. Brown, I had, maybe it was during her time that we were in her class. She would tell us, oh, he's going to be here, you know. I think actually, I want to say that it was during um, film workshop. No, maybe right before film workshop. Well, anyways, it's a tangent that the viewers oh, are like, oh, yeah, you what? There was King there. I don't remember, man. I just was remember like, I was, was there. I remember cool. you were there, and like a handful of people. And I got his autograph on a. I think he had like a little card, and I think it was of the creature. It was like a black and white still, and he signed it. And I'm like, damn, I hope it pops up somewhere one day. I just don't know what I did with it, especially since I, I had moved twice after. So God only knows that that was lost. So. Oh, man. I have a huge creature hanging from the roof here. So like it reminded me of it when he passed away. I was like, oh, man, I was just talking about that. No, that's good. I'm glad because like I kind of remember, but I don't know if I'm just manufacturing the memory now. But yeah, we- think about it. And, and maybe little by little you'll remember there. that. We were, we were passed around there. We did so many things. We live there. I know, I know. So anyways, we'll move on now. Right. I'll move on to something that you actually have more knowledge than me of, The Last of Us. I never played the games at all. So I went into it. I was like, you know what? I'm a horror guy. I'm like a survival horror guy too, whatever. Let's watch it. I know I've seen a hundred clips of the game as throughout the years. I know people love that shit. But I went into a cold turkey. I had no idea what I was watching. And I'm all caught up. You're one episode behind at the time right now where episode eight already came out. And I think there's one left. I think ninth is the last. You were at seven. Seven. So, so I'll try not to spoil anything for you, but you already played yeah, the game. Yeah. Do you so, like it so far? Yeah, I love it. I think it's very good. I think it's everybody tries to compare it to uh the uh the walking dead but i feel like if you watch this show the least thing in it are the clickers or the infected it's all like just dealing with the society riffraff and trying to survive from one outpost to another and shit like that like i think in eight episodes there's maybe three scenes with infected in it no yeah i mean everyone's gonna go to walking dead right away because that that's because they want to say it's a zombie show, which it, it technically can yeah. be, but it's not. Yeah. But Walking Dead is like the biggest thing in the last, what, 10 years or so. And that was a big deal. And before Walking Dead, there was zombie shit before that. So that right. Walking Dead is like the standard now. Right. But, uh, but you, yeah, you, play, you, you played both of them? Yeah, I played both games. So I you, played, you... I, yeah, I played the first game actually twice. And the DLC? Yes. Okay. I okay, played, so, played, so like that, so like episode seven yes, was the DLC, the extra, the extra scene with with the carnival, with the mall thing. Yeah, right. you can play that as a game. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I stumbled across the first one. I didn't play it when it first came out. That game came out, I think, two thousand thirteen. Uh, yeah, sounds about right. So I think this was like two thousand sixteen or seventeen. After I had my first kid and I was at home a lot, I and I, I stumbled across it. I think I downloaded it. Maybe it was like the free first level free or something. Mm-hmm. I downloaded so many games, you know, and I started I started playing it and I liked it and it hooked me right away. And I played the entire game all the way through, which is something I didn't really do as a grown-up for a long time. Uh-huh. So my wife, this game's really good. And then what I liked about it was 
not only playing the game, but the cutscenes, like the story stuff. Movie. I really movie. wanted, yeah, I really wanted to know what was going on. I didn't feel like I had to skip it. Mm-hmm. And then, then they re-released when part two was coming out. Part two took forever. They re-released part one special edition, and of course, I suckered it. I bought the the up updated version. I played it again. Uh, the remastered or whatever. The remastered one where it looked better. Yeah, my son got into it. He he used to like playing it. Whatever. I have it on my queue. Actually, I'm gonna get it. I haven't played any of them. I got as well. The whole time, I'm this will make a great movie. And yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad HBO did it because I knew it was gonna happen. When HBO did, it, I said, okay, it has it has hope. Yeah, it has money behind it, and it needs it needs yeah it needs a lot of money just for it to look real. Mm-hmm. And the big thing I liked about it, why it's different than Walking Dead, is even though Walking Dead's been around forever, everyone acts like it just happened. You know, this yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Well, the majority of the story takes place twenty years after. So when I was playing the game, yeah. I was telling my wife, "It's crazy. It's like Walking Dead, but it's like twenty years later. So everything's all rotten. So it's like I am Legend, but even further apart." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, they do one giant leap. Yeah, twenty year jump. Yeah, just yeah. like a game. Which is great because they want to show you the chaos of what happened and then just cut through the bullshit and just be like, this is the future here. It's a new society. Yeah. And and, yeah. and and I think why why I think it was a good time that it came out now. Enough time passed post COVID or COVID, you know, it's not so close to everyone. It's more like now it's already like like a 9-11 or something where you want to analyze it, right? Right. And the world's different. So it's like, imagine how much the world changed in, what, two, three years? Well, it, it won't take Imagine long. something like this where it's like massive. It won't take long. Society will crumble real quick. Exactly. Real fucking and, quick. And I love shows. I love, I love anything. Game, show, story. Mm-hmm. Where it's 20 years later, apocalyptic. And you like to see how society... The details, what makes it good, you know, whether it's the Matrix or Terminator. Yeah. Even like Children of Men. Oh, it reminded me of Children of Men. Do you remember that movie, Children of Men? Yeah, it's a great movie, yeah. Where it's like, well, that's not really post-apocalyptic. Not, yeah, it's, it's not too far. Line, it's more it's militaristic. Like, yes, but Children it's like, already like the, everyone knows that there's nobody being, everyone's going to die soon because there's no babies being born. So everyone just doesn't give a fuck. And it's like, right. Hey, and I like that aspect of, of the show and the game. The, mm-hmm. the game started the show obviously it's gonna be different because it's a show no they have now to, that you say that ask me anything that's different yeah is it a lot that they've changed or no. just on nuances here and there no not a lot just like just a structure because it's a show the game okay. the game starts with you waking up as joel's daughter oh her and point she's of view. already going down yeah there's already like a rumble She's calling her dad. He's not home. You're walking around the house. And then it's similar to the show, but not specifically. The The neighbor turns into a zombie and breaks in, but it's not the old lady with the cookies and all that shit. Right. They did a story thing to it. Yeah. The show but starts then- with, that, with that flashback of the 60s, them arguing about fungus. Remember? That was really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was the guy from The Mummy. Do you recognize it? Oh, yes. Yes. The, the yes. brother. I, I recognized yeah. him immediately. I was like, holy shit, I haven't seen that game forever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a show, so they don't have any of that stuff. And then there's a little story in the beginning. It just starts that you're the daughter. Uh Joel okay, so in the game, they don't give you that prologue or warning from the past. Nothing. Like this one did. No, no. It just starts, she wakes up, something's going on. He comes in, that he kills the neighbor, tries to attack them. 
he shows up with his brother and they get in the pickup truck and they do they recreated the whole scene too when they're driving shot by shot when they're inside the car yeah that's how the game is it's 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 like you know when you can look around with the game you're in the car and it's all like a cut scene but you can look around 360. sure everything happening you see the plane crashing people running you run out then it turns into joel your joel after that part and then it happens she gets shot the same way the guy shoots her yeah it's a military guy too there's a military guy a soldier them escaping like kind of like an accidental shooting type of thing and then it wakes up and he's 20 years older and same thing as the game i could see why they added the the little tv 60s tv flashback episode it's a tv show and they have to assume half of the audience if not more have never played yeah, the game yeah, yeah. so they have to give, feed you what's going on more than the person who went out of their way to buy the game and they already know kind of the synopsis of it so i can get that and i actually liked it i usually don't like when they have to spoon feed you everything but i like the fact that it was a vintage tv show clip they give it to you one time and that's all they ever give you again we just cut to the forward this is happening and then jump to 20 years later and then that's it we're kind of on a straightforward timeline from here on forward i don't know if you remember because i i think i remember you didn't like the movie that much so i don't know after years gone by if you've seen it more i am legend do you remember how it started it was very similar very similar it started yeah with the news footage of uh yeah. Uh, what's her face? The actress Emma Thompson saying that he cured cancer. Mm-hmm. They're talking about yeah. how the cure changes your, your body, and then it just cuts to four years later, and it's the disease. I Am Legend is a very good movie. What kills I Am Legend once again is the ending the third act, the, C- the CGI. That bad they supposed to they make supposed- all CG all the time. They yeah. made everything CG all the time, and it made it to me like it takes me out of it and it becomes a blob of cgi fest kind of like a marvel movie it's just like yeah, but it didn't it, it it looks horrible now it does look horrible and now it didn't look very good back then it looked it looked noticeable back then and you and you I have mean, great fucking acting going on i mean the whole heart-wrenching thing with the dog yeah like you feel for this all this shit. and but then as soon as it turns into like you know cgi vampire party it's like fuck, dude it just gets me out and that's what put a bad taste in my mouth they're trying to do a sequel by the way we'll see but this time there's no guns will smith is just smacking people yeah we'll see i mean that's so many things can go wrong and the first movie took like 20 years to make it was gonna be arnold schwarzenegger remember and i am legend and there were still vampires then they keep changing it but um Okay, so really quick. Um, uh-huh. Also, the fact, is it a zombie show? I mean, any movie, any show, I mean, it, it really has to deal with the humans. Because you can't have a there's mindless humans, you automatically assume they're zombies. That's the thing. Yeah, you always have to have the human element because we always fuck each other over. Yeah. But, um, another thing is, like, are they even really zombies? Because it's like a fungus. So it's like a bacterial infection. The scary part is, is that this exists. I know with animal with ants and stuff. Dude, and with beetles and shit. And they're like, if, if it jumped, if it jumped into humans, it would be. If the, the, uh, like temperature of the earth 
maybe shifts too much to one side or whatever and it makes that thing have to survive by trying to adapt to other lives other beings like humans that's scary shit. yeah, yeah. It's, i think it's our body temperature is too hot it wouldn't survive but if if our body temperature dropped to a certain degree it could technically survive in our body yeah well i mean if you look at the footage of the actual thing it takes over even dead carcasses of animals and bugs and it controls their limbs and yeah it's like a puppet you think about that as a real not realistic but i'm saying a, a more realistic way you can think of zombies happening in real life is something like that a, a fungus that can get into a freshly diseased i mean a, a, a decomposed body that still has the muscles intact and it can get inside and like control the body that's some creepy shit yeah that's scary man that's scary so i'm glad it happened pedro pascal he's hot shit right now that's what i was gonna pedro, ask you console. he's so hot right now he's fine oh, he does handsome. good even though if you think about it he's like he's he's acting as a gringo but it's fine you know what i mean they made him look pretty much like joel because he's not that old yeah so, he said in the other episode 56 probably like around our age i'm guessing him pedro yeah pedro yeah yeah he does good the girl is another big thing because when i saw the first trailer for the tr for the show i was like doesn't look feel, like her i didn't feel the girl she's a great actress though if you watch game of thrones like no no when I she like got her. cast see i i was a huge game of thrones guy so when she got cast i was like oh she's gonna oh, kill she it game of thrones okay i i didn't continue she was, she, she was the queen of a of a of a kingdom Oh, okay. Good. Her little girl ass would be like the biggest she badass. Like a queen. She looks like a Game of Thrones girl now that I think she's, about. She's 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 English. If you hear her yeah, in yeah. interviews, yeah, they all they're British. But that was just me because I'm used to the you know used to the game, and I was like, who is this girl? Who is she? Whatever. She does fine. She's really good actually. She's good. And then basically, like the whole you know, it's a game, so the show is gonna have scenes that. It's following the, it's following the game, but you know you know how a game is. Most of it's just walking around doing shit. Yeah, like they have to move things along, so it's not exactly the same. But all the majority is there. The second episode, uh huh, that's the one with the clickers, right? Yeah, yeah, the big money scene. I mean, episode with the big battle. Now, one thing they did in the show that I don't remember from the game is that scene when they're seeing all the zombies like in hibernation and they're yeah, on the ground connected yeah yeah. Like a hive. yeah i mean they're connected that's all in the game but that was a good scene that's not in the game to explain quickly how it works because in the game that things too if you touch things it would yeah, trigger, like, the zombies. Yeah, yeah yeah so they explain that in a scene which was good the whole scene is the same where the girl has to test dies that's just like in the in the, in the game He's stuck with the girl alone. They hate each other. Now they start bonding. You know how it's gonna go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the scene, the okay, ep, the one episode that I heard it was a lot of controversy was the one with the guy from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the game, you come across that house that they were living at. Well, the, yeah, I know. I knew because everybody was already. It, yeah. Going, no, everybody was going already nuts. You know how it is on on Twitter yeah. and shit that is just like a, a random character and they gave him a whole backstory yeah, yeah. yeah. You know resident evil when you find papers and you read it and shit like that you find like a suicide note and explains everything like yeah a, 
They no, this is, and this made is, a whole episode from it. This yeah. is the one thing I will say. It's a very touching episode. It's very emotional. They did it. Uh, they made a... I want to almost say a pointless character uh, have a little too much time. If I'm not mistaken, it's the longest episode of all of them. And it's not a character that barely has any time right. in the games. So, I mean, in that way, I can see why I would be pissed. Because I'm like, well, the f- from what I understand, the fucking season finale is like 45 minutes. Why did that one get almost a two-hour movie? It was ridiculous. Yeah. It seems like, like an artsy-fartsy episode. It was like an artsy film. It was a fucking artsy film. And it was very good. It was almost like a movie within a movie. It felt like one of those episodes from the Animatrix. It did. It did. It's, like it's something inside the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there were very well written characters. The uh, I like the whole idea of they pretty much have a neighborhood for themselves, and they've lived their life in this chaotic world, trying to fake as much as a real life as they can, and they kind of pulled it off. You know, I think that there's like the one scene where the raiders do try to come, yeah. and they, and then you have the one. The cameo by the actual stars of the show. Yes. <laughs> you know? But I feel like it was too long of an episode that they could have used better for maybe the season finale or whatever. I didn't complain about the episode. I thought it was very well written. I thought it was a very good episode. It was very sad. It's fucking depressing. But then again, almost every episode is because let me tell you something. The following episode with the brothers yeah. in the apartment building. That shit crushed me, bro. I was like, oh my god, that is some fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah. They got in the game? Yes. Basically, in the game, every time you bump into somebody... You know they're gonna get it. You're together for a while, you become friends, and then they all die. Yes. Okay. That's okay. like a recurring thing in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, never, you never... When you play the game, you start becoming like the characters where you're like, okay, I, I'm not even gonna care about this person because they're probably gonna die in the next chapter. listening to their story you're like he's gonna die he's gonna die but yeah it's like that man but it's like dude they make you care so much and then they pull the game of thrones but game of thrones will kill the characters off after a season or something this is like one episode done one episode done they were like fuck you know how it is this this thing is it became popular so it's not planned so they could ruin it yeah it's a planned thing so you know by the time part two comes out, I don't know how they did their deal. It, it, it is a plan. It isn't Game of Thrones where they ran out of books because this motherfucker still hasn't come out with the last book. They had to invent shit. This is two games. The whole story and the DLC has been there for years. They have it planned. So, I mean, there's not like they have to really not oh, yeah, know. They can come up with things. It's not a big deal. No, it's not a big deal at all. Now. The only character thus far that has annoyed the shit out of me and I felt was truly unbelievable, and I'm like, nobody would follow this bitch, was the leader of that oh, military the militia, town. The, the nice, the, the sweet lady. And I don't know if it's because I will always think of her as the neighbor from Two and a Half Men. Yes, she she always plays that character where she... The high voice. And like, ah. She was in another movie where she was like... A slutty whore, but she talked like that. Do you remember? She always <laughs> plays those characters. Oh, she oh, was on the show. Wait a minute. It was a show, was it? Nip Talk? No, it was Dexter. 
she was on a show where she was a killer. Oh, I don't know. And that lady, yeah, the, the frumpy looking lady, yeah, she's been a lot of stuff. Super high page for I'm like, they're not gonna follow her just because her husband who's dead brother, now. Was her brother, her brother. Or her brother, right. Was somebody at some point that helped them for I like the world after a while, I don't give a fuck. It, yeah, yeah, nobody's gonna listen to her. Pet peeve of mine is every time she holds a gun, it doesn't feel threatening, you know? And she looks like an actress holding the gun and there's a couple of scenes she's holding the gun. I'm like, one thing I didn't like, I mean, the, I think the first episode where they show her, she walks in and there's a hostage and she does some like badass thing where she kills the hostage, even though it was her friend or the old man. Oh, that's yeah, how they first know. introduce her. She's interrogating him. Yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, he looks like an old man who's like a priest or something. One of those ruthless, like, you know, fanatical ones where you can tell that they once would care, but they, they, they have a greater cause and then they just kill them. Right. And then there's another scene when she has all the hostages and they gave information and they, they send in the squad to kill them. She's like, burn the bodies. And yes. then one, she's holding a gun and she waits too long to shoot the, the, the Henry guy. But I guess maybe she, she had a connection with him, but Oh, the, that scene when that, all that shit comes out, that was good. Yeah. That yeah. got a little bit like world war Z a little bit. That's where the budget of this whole entire show went because that episode, I mean, the show so far, unless they're holding something for the ending, the big set pieces were that yeah. and them all for the yeah. DLC episode. Everything else has been just wondering. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Because remember, you're, you're looking around, so there's a lot of zombie action in the game, but it depends how you play. Right. What, ha what zombie action happens during the cutscenes is limited to the story. Sure. But These types of like post-apocalyptic type of shows like this one in particular they always to me feel more like westerns yeah society feels like westerns they're all like small towns goes down to basics with the horses like the come into town no what he finds his brother is like they yeah. actually have a saloon they have a movie theater yeah they're really trying good. to redo society you know and it reminds me a little bit of the stand yeah the yeah sure Everybody, sure. everything was abandoned. Every was no zombies, but everybody was dead. They had to rebuild. Did you recognize yep. who plays his brother by any chance? No. He was the bad Terminator in the last Terminator movie, the the, the Mexican Terminator guy. Why would I, I remember that? See. I don't know if you saw that one. But in the no. trailer, remember he was the the one that would turn a black, whatever the black goo. No, oh no, I did see it. I did see it. The one that he's an exoskeleton inside. Yeah, that's the same dude. It's garbage. So yeah, tell yeah, me, the last episode, because I already I know they're already in the snow. Joel's already hurt. So in that last episode, does it end at the location that they want to be at? Um where where are they when it ends? When it ends. Are they like uh, in a, let, a, me, a, let me think hard for a second there? Because I in that episode, I'm trying not to say anything out loud because you haven't seen it. But no, no, but tell me because I'm pretty much I'm pretty sure they followed it, unless you unless it's a spoiler warning for people watching. No, I no, mean, they watched it. I mean, this it's it's a another thing where it's a new episode, so they have to introduce a new group of people. Yeah. So you have like this preacher guy who has a town, who's like slash cannibal. Okay. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Um. He finds Ellie who's hunting deer because this guy is like in a coma practically back at a house. Um, she kills the deer, but they find it first and she like 
threatens him or whatever, and they leave her alone, but of course they come back for her. And they kidnap her. And then it starts to turn into this whole weird ordeal thing where the guy is almost courting her to be like his partner and all this stuff. Does is this like in the game? Yeah. As well? Um in the meantime, Joel is coming out of it, so he has to come get her. Um shit goes down. The priests is there, like a fire? Is there a fire or anything with a fire? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. When when she fights him at the end, she burns down the house or whatever the hell that it's thing is. Sure, like a bar I mean, or a cabin, a cabin or something. It's actually a resort, okay, an old yeah, resort, a resort kind of thing. Yeah. Right, and his right hand man, the the cannibalistic priest guy, is actually the voice actor who plays Joel in the game. Oh, okay, good, cool. He's the actor. Um how it ends fuck now i can't remember what's the last scene of that show that episode uh why is there something you want to ask that happens that uh i'm trying to think what the hell happens at the end um so it ends in in the ski resort they're not somewhere else they're not in another location at the end at the end i know they that ship burns down joel comes in he helps to fucking whatever but she she single-handedly kills the fucking guy. She goes ape shit on him. If, if, if there's only one episode left and it's 45 minutes, then yeah, I guess. Uh, if there's only one episode left, if they're following the game, they, they're going to have to go ham on that last episode. It might just be like all action. All like a big action scene. Unless they're going to stretch it into season two and not end the game, not end, you know, not end the show with the end of game one because it could be it could be between game one and game two there's a a gap of years yeah because she's older she's older she's older yeah she's older but there's a gap in the game they don't have to do the gap they could be the same girl they just dress her different but there's a little bit of a gap and that long time like three years or something there's a little bit of a gap okay so i don't know if they're gonna end they might end this series in a big cliffhanger resolve it in, in season two and then go into ep- the game two that would kind of suck though i no, think they should go away with the last episode and then end it like that because in my opinion the game ends kind of like in a cliffhanger already well does it really so it, it doesn't have a conclusion i mean it does have a conclusion but it's not like it's not like uh oh the world is saved kind of conclusion you know what i mean no i know uh, it, it has it has somewhat of a conclusion, but it's not it's not fine. You know, it, 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 there's le- there's you can continue with it. It's not like it's not like a you know every everybody blows up kind of thing. So we'll see, we'll see. Because you know, like the whole point where he's taking her somewhere, right? He, yeah, we talk about he's taking her to the facility where they're gonna. Yeah, exactly. Because find a cure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're not there yet. Is that what you're saying? They didn't get to that facility where they're gonna find the cure? No, I don't remember that way. I'm now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, how does it end? I have to go back and rewatch it because I don't remember if anything happens at the end or after all that, do they just escape and it ends? I don't remember. I remember in the game how it transitions. I I, I do the, the whole thing with the fire and the, the, the crazy people, that's a big part of the game, yeah. Yeah, That's well, they don't the know they're, 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 they're the townspeople don't know they're eating humans. 
No, I know. They tell him it's venison, but... <laughs> aside from the opening scene where you play his daughter, the whole game you're playing Joel. Right. When he's injured, the whole part where it's her by herself and he's like recuperating the game, right. you play her. Yeah, makes sense. So you're her for a while and that's when she goes on all the adventures and there's a whole part where you're in this burning like cabin. Uh, that part of the, the game was so hard. There's enemies coming in. You have to kill them and kill this guy. And he's like running around. And you have to set the place on fire. I remember that. And yeah, then they, how they, they get shortened there. It. They shortened it for the show because it's literally her and the guy. Just he's trying to get to her or whatever. And she's beating the shit out of him with like and a knife for an I don't remember what. And then she throws like a thing on the wall and it starts the fire. Okay. You know, so it's, it's a more like condensed version yeah, of what yeah, you're yeah. saying. The same thing, yeah, yeah. Joel is coming in from the other side and he's like trying to get to her, so he's like killing his way through, you know. Um, but it's, it's cool when he wakes up from like his trying to recuperate, he's still fucked up, but it's almost like a montage, it's almost like a ramble montage of him like hunting down the people in the gang. Oh, okay, looking for her, you know, it's pretty cool. So I'm guessing they could do it in 45 minutes. Um, I guess it's possible. Now I'm thinking that they might stretch it out to the next season, but they would have had to have planned that already, though. I doubt that they would have just left you hanging unless it's an editing decision. I don't know. You know what? Let me look it up real quick. I mean, nine is probably it, but just go for 10. <laughs> I'll make it a two-parter. Maybe they have a different ending. Um, why can't I get a clear answer? It is. Forty-six minutes, and that's the last episode. Yeah, it's called the uh, "Look for the Light." Maybe. I mean, forty-six minutes, but that's probably including credits. Exactly. So that's at least. I don't know. It's interesting. Forty-one minutes, forty-two minutes. I, mean, I don't know. It, it is possible. In forty, let, let's say you consider that like the final act, like the final scene. Forty-five minutes is a lot. If it's like the final at the end of the movie, the last forty-five minutes. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, in the game, it takes long because you're playing. But I guess if I'm, I'm trying to visualize it now, we're gonna have to recap with you once the uh, it's all over, and you tell me how much did they cut out. If they pulled it off, or was it a cliffhanger ending where they didn't even get to the whole ending and we have to wait till we'll season two? Because now. now I'm starting to not get worried, but like now that it's become a big deal and everyone's watching it, and it's, I wonder if people are even going to like the way it ends. Yeah. About it. We'll see. I mean, regardless, it already got uh, renewed for season two. So you're getting yeah. the, whole, the whole shebang. Is there any other DLC content, or was that the only one? 
the only one I remember is the one where the 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 flashback where you're playing with your friend in in the mall where you would hang out. Well, I guarantee you. Maybe there'll there's be a, more. Fucking, there'll be another DLC dropping after the season ends out of nowhere. Oh. oh, there's tons of stuff. I've seen people that redid scenes from the game with the actors or vice versa. Yeah. They'll take scenes from the game with the actors now or they'll take scenes from the game and put whoever, that girl that plays Abby now. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are bored. So that'll be it. Okay, so that's it for The Last of Us. I think we kind of... I think we'll get back for to now, it on the now, podcast because yeah. I'm very curious when it ends, what you think about that. Uh, I mean, the last thing I got, and I know you didn't watch it, is uh, Megan, every, M3gan, as everybody calls it. M3gan. Yeah. Six more stick. Yeah. It was actually good. You know, I was surprised. I, I wanted I put, to see. I just never got around to it. It looks good. The effects are good. I, I honestly expected to hate it. So my expectations were bar none. I mean, I, I was like, I'll watch it. All these new modern movies, that, these new horror movies are, are either totally a miss with me or they surprised me. This one surprised me. It was actually, it knew what it was. You know what I mean? Everybody compares it to Chucky because it's a doll. Um, I didn't see, I haven't, I don't care for Chucky. And after the first two, I can't tell you anything about any other Chucky movie because I didn't watch any of them. The new but one they, was a robot, right? The new. The new I was gonna say they're saying it's a lot like the last reboot of it, where it's like an animatronic toy. The difference is that this is not a toy; it's more of a like an AI robot that's there to help out in the family life. So it's kind of like to babysit. Yeah, fuck the version of the of the, the Kubrick AI, AI movie. Right, right. Something along those lines, exactly. So it's uh it's um it's a sort of weird combination. It's an actual horror comedy. I didn't think it was gonna be a comedy. I knew that there was gonna be maybe some things in it because I always show the stupid dancing or whatever, but there's some moments that actually made me laugh for real. I was like, that was unexpected, it's funny. Um, and it has like these Paul Verhoeven-esque commercials oh, Okay, good for the toys that the company makes. I believe the movie starts with commercials and I was like, oh, this is great. If the movie's going to be like this, I'm all in. And there isn't that many, but there's enough that it gives it that flavor to it. Okay. It's kind of like, oh, it kind of gives you that whole, uh, it's a toy company that is just looking for the hottest new thing. They want to have one leg above the uh, the competing brand, and they know that they're working on some kind of like AI toy. So the, the main the main girl from this is like the hot genius, of course, that the company has. She's like the brains that does like all the robotics and shit. And her big their big seller is her invention, and it's literally like a Furby. It's like a little animatronic creature and they're milking it. There's like thousands of colors and it starts, the movie starts with one of those ads for one of those things. And it's funny as fuck because it looks like a nineties commercial for like a Furby, but it's fucked up. You know, it's like the, the, the Furby is like AI. So it learns and it's talk shit. It's funny as shit. But at home, she has sort of like on the, on the, on inside the office, she has a crew working on an experimental robot that she doesn't want the company to know that she's doing because she's using a lot of their budget to do it. And uh, one thing leads to another. They end up pitching it 
the guy ends up loving the idea and it's going to be mass produced and all this shit. But at the same time, she's taking it home because her sister's kids. I mean, I don't know if you want me to say it, but I don't know if you care. Spoiler. Yeah. When the movie starts, when the movie starts, it's like a little girl with her parents and she's playing with the Furby in the back seat, and they're on a road trip. It's one of those ordeals where they're arguing and she's playing with the Furby and it falls on the floor uh, and a truck hits them head on and kills the parents. So the main girl of the movie, that's the the creator, it's her sister's kid that she gets thrown on her to come live with her and raise her. So she starts to use this robot to keep her entertained because she's not like a mom. And she's like a super like... She's a working woman and she's like a big career woman and she has like a hundred things where she doesn't have time for this kid. And obviously the kid is like scarred because she just dealt with all this trauma. So she needs attention and all. So she becomes best friend with Megan. Megan starts to become very like protective of the girl. So then funny things start to happen. Like there's like this intrusive neighbor who has a dog pain in the ass lady who's always like nosy and all this shit. And one scene, the, the dog attacks the girl because they're playing in the yard, Megan and her. And Megan looks at the dog and you can tell that she's like, I'm not going to allow this shit to happen again. So at nighttime, she goes and kills the fucking dog. Eventually, yeah. the neighbor keeps causing problems. So she goes and kills the fucking neighbor. Yeah, it's, like a fort, yeah, it's like a stock. It's like the good son with Macaulay Culkin or something. <laughs> yeah. And then as the movie goes along and people start to realize that she's doing fucked up shit. And it rocks the cradle. To an extent, she starts to try to disconnect her or give her um, overriding commands because she is her master, technically, you know? Directive four. Something like that. And she um, starts to, like, get pissed at her for trying to do it. And she start, she gets to a point where, unlike Terminators, she kind of can override herself to not listen to her. And then it starts to get out of control and then it starts to turn more into like child's play where she's just killing things that people just to like survive on her own. And it turns into a whole other thing, you know, Uh, it's a good watch. It's it went by pretty quick for me and it was like fun. I was never bored. I never thought this is stupid. I thought the whole dance thing that was played out didn't bother me. It was funny. She's just weird like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think you should check it out. It's like, uh, they have it everywhere now on all the streaming yeah, services. Yeah, it's everywhere. And the effects are good, right? I, I've seen images and clips and it looks good. Yeah, because they're smart, because they're all practical. The they, they got a little girl wearing an animatronic head and shit. You know, it, it's not CGI. It's not like something that doesn't look, it, it's always a physical body there. And since it's dressed like a little girl, yeah. it doesn't matter if it, if it looks like a little girl, because it, it works. Yeah. Now, at the end, there's a giant robot-on-robot battle. And she gets her fucking face smashed in and all fucking torn apart. It starts to turn more into Terminator. Okay. Specifically, Terminator 1. Where she's, like, crawling around and shit, you know? And her yeah, face like, at the end of the first Child's Play, he was all burnt and robotic. Yeah, or- yeah, but he still looked like a little toy. Okay. This is a robot, like a like a robotic robot. exoskeleton, a robot. a robot, a robot, Mr. Roboto. And then there's a cool twist at the end, mind you. She's AI, so just because you kill the body, yeah. There's was like, there, 
there was a movie a few years back, wasn't it a similar story? The the one with the ex machina, wasn't it a similar idea where the guy oh, had yeah. a adventure had a a robot and she becomes obsessed with one of the dudes or something? Yeah, but that was a very creepy sexualized story. It was like a very obsessed movie. It was really that movie was fucking weird. Machina, was, yeah. Was Oscar Isaac. Wasn't it yeah. Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac was a scientist. And then yeah, the yeah, yeah, I remember that. Was Dominic, whatever. And then the yeah. girl who was in there got famous, and then she did the Tomb Raider movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, something, something, something. I forget her name. Oh, yeah. Something, something. She's something, big. Something. I forgot. She disappeared. So that's that. That's that, man. I mean... So what, I mean, going up to current events, I mean, you, uh, I haven't watched Mandalorian three is it good so far. I mean, I'm only, it's only one episode so far. I actually didn't care for the first episode that much, surprisingly, because I love everything Mandalorian. And I was like, wearing it's, it's, oh, it's what, wearing it's welcome already. No, I wouldn't say that it's wearing it's welcome. I just don't like the way they kickstarted the opener of the season. It tried to be like too much of an action set piece that was truthfully stupid it made no sense to me i was like what why they have like this huge scene with all these uh mandalorians and they're doing they have a kid who's like sort of being baptized to be a mandalore mm -hmm. and uh <laughs> this giant they're doing it at a lake and this giant fucking crocodile monster comes out of nowhere it's huge and the first like five ten minutes of the show is an epic battle of them getting killed by this thing and i'm like dude First of all, they all have jetpacks. Wouldn't it's Star Wars lore by now? Why don't you yeah. go to the high ground, get away from this monster? Either just leave or shoot missiles and get. It. Oh no, they all stay on the beach. It's a giant beach fucking fight, and they're all yeah, getting killed. Is, and of course, at the last second, the Mandalorian comes in with his ship and kills it with missiles. I'm like, I was like, that's retarded. That was no, stupid. but it's, it's a giant <laughs> machine now. It and is. They it's probably have. They probably have visual effects companies come out with an action scene every episode and they make they write the whole episode around that action scene it doesn't have to make sense you have to shoot <laughs> it in the volume and do it you know like okay we're getting closer now <laughs> what do you think about indiana jones 5 you think it's gonna be a train wreck or you think it might be okay or are we in for another matrix 4 i well, i mean i don't think anything is ever going to be as bad as matrix 4. Uh, i think it's not going to be as bad as we said that Crystal. before I hope not. But I'll be honest with you, I have slim to high hopes to it. Every time I see these trailers, I'm like, well, it's just been that trailer. It's, it's a CGI shit fest over and over again, bro. And it's like, I get it. You want to do with all your new Star Wars tech, you want to de age Harrison Ford and have 80% of the movie be as realistic as you can because he's 89 years old. So it's all going to be flashbacks with CGI faced Harrison Ford. You know but what's happening. But even uh, when he's old, it's going to be CGI'd on because he can't do some of that shit. It's still going to be a stuntman with his old face on there. Like the horse, with him on the horse, you can tell that's all fake. Of course, yeah. Jumping through the subways and shit. I'm like, come on, man. What is this shit? Fucking. Oh, but the New York City, you can tell they probably shot on a street, but everything else is just completely fake that it makes the whole scene. That's supposed to be like the the ticker tape parade for yes. uh, Apollo thirteen. Or yes, Apollo it's exactly 11. what that. If I'm not mistaken, that's exactly what that is. It's gonna be I, a lot of history history porn in it. I, I like the opening scene. You know, the opening action scene is gonna be him young, like like part yeah. three. 
Like young Indiana Indiana Jones. It's going to be the best. It's going to be the best Indiana Jones opening we've ever seen, but it's going to be. And the movie's going to go to shit. (laughs) Or, or he's going to go back in time and do an Avengers shit. Because, I mean, rumors that the time travel is involved. That the dial of death. Regardless, he's he's still 80, bro. It's like, what are you going to do? No, CGI no, no. going forward? No. No, no, no. I'm saying it might it might him be going back to something that we never did before. Listen, no, dude. To me, the last movie was blasphemous. They should have never fucking existed. Before, yeah. And this one is going to try so hard to make up for that that they're gonna over try, and it's gonna be the same shit stew. Okay, it's gonna be too epic, too unbelievable for a fucking old ass Harrison Ford to be doing. It's gonna be. So much CGI is going to look like Star Wars when it should have never looked that way. And then they're going to try to come at us with the heartstrings by being like, oh, but we have Salah. Remember him? He's going to be in one scene. I think he's going to be at the airport. I wouldn't. I would let him be in the whole fucking movie. If you wanted to feel like the rest, bring him in. He's going to be in that one scene, I think. They have to have a hundred Nazi flashbacks just for it to feel like Indiana Jones. Just to make it feel like, yeah. They gotta got punch a few more Nazis just to feel right, you know. You saw the trailer, but did you see the the Super Bowl spot? That's the only other thing yeah. they've done. Yeah, I they seen all him like fighting young Mads Mikkelsen, and then seeing him old. Yeah, I mean, I like that they have Mads Mikkelsen in it. I just, I don't know, man. It looks good though. The shots we've seen, it looks good. Who's directing it? James Mangold. Oh, it's James Mangold. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I got more hopes of him doing it than Spielberg at this point. He's got. He's done good movies. I, I, I'm. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm not expecting to be blown away by. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be fifty-fifty. I'm gonna. I don't think it's going to be the shit show of the Crystal Skull, but I feel like. I think it's, it's gonna never going to capture that magic. They're going to try to go for a Force Awakens, where they're going to make it feel like an Indiana Jones movie that we remember. It won't be as good, but it's it's not going to be so jarring as Crystal Skull. Remember, we're watching it. We're like, this looks like the mummy. Like this is yeah, movie. with the little monkeys hanging from trees in the chase scene, and you're like, what the fuck is Crystal this? Skull. We saw it in the theater when we came out. And we were all standing around we're looking so like so disgusted. I mean, we, we went. We went to said. that big. We went to the big Egyptian yeah. theater. Yeah. I remember when you came out, <sighs> and it was you. It was you, Mario, me. Bia, I don't remember if anybody else was there. Maybe Dina. I don't know if Dino. Maybe Dina was with us. Maybe. And I remember we were like, you were like, what the fuck? I felt like I watched like some Mummy Returns shit. Except I no, love the actually, Returns. Why does the Mummy re- the Mummy movies felt more like Indiana Jones than this? Yes, That's there you go. It's said. true. Yeah, I, I love the Mummy movies. I mean, maybe not the last one. I don't even know if I saw that. The third <laughs> the, one. Yeah. The, the Shanghai one or whatever the hell it was. One, the Jelly one. Yeah, that one wasn't good. But man, yeah, that last Indiana Jones is like that restaurant or that thing you tell your friends, your family. Oh, it's so great. I used to go there all the time. And when you go there with everyone, <laughs> and you're like, I swear it was better. It went down it's under new management. They fucked it up. I would have hate I would have hated a drag if I had a kid at that point, drag my kid saying Indiana Jones and going there and saying, Well, sorry, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god bro yeah um yeah so anyways the last thing i could tell you that i just finished yesterday watching i binge watched i told you about this shit there's an anime called chainsaw man oh, okay yeah yeah it's only one season so far that just that 
that is out now. And that shit was incredible, man. I was hooked. It's one of these, like, it's very Japanese, obviously. It's an anime. So, like, the stories are crazy. It's a, it's a world where, like, it's modern times and, like, people make packs with demons in order to use their powers. But by doing so, you're giving up something. Okay. So, like, maybe you gave up half your life. Maybe some people gave up an eye or an arm or whatever. And they all work for, like, this detective unit who battle supernatural stuff. That is one of the bloodiest fucking things I've seen in a while, bro. I mean, it's it's called Chainsaw Man. When the guy is... He has a cord in his chest under his clothes like a chainsaw. When he pulls it and he turns into the chainsaw demon, his head is a chainsaw, his arms are chainsaws, and a human body. He's just fucking running around, cutting everything to pieces and blood going everywhere. Like the long scene. It's fucking crazy, bro. I mean, that show was so good because it's like you actually care for the people. They kill people off like Last of Us. Like they, you start to care about the backstories of all these people in the unit and they all start getting killed off and you're like, what the fuck? Holy shit. It is so good. It's like 12 episodes. And uh, I'm like, damn, bro, these animes, they take years sometimes for a season to come out. I'm like, yeah. fuck, that sucks. I got into it right when it came out and I'm like, fuck, for God knows how long. But I may do a, like a more in-depth review on Chainsaw Man because it's what makes it so good is that it has a lot of nods to horror movies and pop culture and in general even the intro has one of the greatest intros ever it's like a bunch of cutscenes of different things have and one of them is like they're in a bowling alley and it's like right out of lebowski the guy's shining the ball like it's almost like they rotoscope them the way they move it's like the same scenes of the movie it's really cool really fucking cool there's a lot of horror nods all kinds of shit going on man it was, the movie's fucking i mean the show's good if you if you have crunchy roll or anything like that i'll send you the link yeah crunchy roll okay just watch it. Take your time watching it. All, all the episodes are probably like half an hour or so. Awesome shit. But that's the last shit I saw. I won't hold us up with that. So that's all I seen. Anything else? No, that's the last. The last. So the last movie. So I made no other big movies, summer movies, Christmas movies. You saw. Still haven't seen Avatar. No, waiting, I'm, I'm waiting for it. On waiting for it to be available, right? Yeah, I haven't seen Avatar. I haven't seen. Uh... Finally saw Top Gun. Yeah, so yeah, I saw Top Gun. Yeah. I've been binging a bunch of like obscure horror movies for the channel. Like I've been showing you links lately. The last one I did, I haven't released yet. It's uh, an old eighty movie called um, what's it called? Uh, horror Vision? Is that what it's called? Uh, horror Vision sounds good. Anyways, it's like it's like uh, I've just been binge watching these random short old school eighties movies that I never got to see and I always hear about. And, and Shutter, right? Shutter has a bunch of them. Oh man, Shutter! Believe it or not, um, Tubi—they're the kings that. right now of those movies, man. Tubi and Pluto and shit—they have more Pluto than is good. Yeah. Netflix and stuff, man. Uh, like I did that Neon Maniacs. I think Tubi had it. Like nobody has these movies. You, I'm like, oh, I need to see this. Like I want to do a review on um, on uh, that that uh, Bill Paxton vampire movie. Uh, Oh, the one that the, the frailty, frailty. No, 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 not frailty. That's not oh, a vampire. Near dark, near dark, near dark. That's one that I want to do. I've been wanting to rewatch that for a while now. Didn't you have? Don't you have the special edition? Or you and Dina had it? I had it, but I don't even have a blooper layer anymore. So I just got to stream that shit. That yeah, might be I, hard. All those, 
I mean, related to Cameron, a lot of Cameron stuff is not there. Like you can't you can't find uh, True Lies or Abyss on Blu-ray. Yeah, because everybody has like the rights and they hold on to it and they don't allow it. That's he he has final say in it and he hasn't gone around to it to 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 making the deals. You can you can find digital versions of them. Yeah, you can find no, True Lies on digital 4K. You can rent it, but you can't buy it. It's weird. I mean, some of these movies like um. The last one I saw, nobody had it. I had to literally watch a 720p version of it on YouTube. Which movie? The uh, the the one I was telling you now, the uh, R Vision or whatever that was called. The, uh... oh, I'm sorry, Terror Vision. Terror Vision. Okay. That's Terror Vision. That movie. If I would have seen it when I was younger, it would be one of these like nostalgic kicks for me because it's done it reminds me of the projectionist it's a it's so everybody's such an out of like extreme 80s stereotype so like the daughter is like cindy lopper super extreme punk the boyfriend is a super metalhead guy who's rico uncle rico from the uh from uh napoleon dynamite oh the guy from uh monster squad Yes, exactly. The werewolf, the werewolf guy. Yeah. When he was young, um, the dad is like one of these guys that's in a million '80s movies. But it, the whole premise is, it's like this swinging. It's it's a family, and the and the parents are swingers. The house is so ultra cheesy '80s with the artwork and the statues everywhere and neon lighting, and uh, he's getting one of the new satellite dishes installed, and it's like the '80s, so they're huge, right? So he's doing it himself. He's starting. He fucks something up with it. In the beginning of the movie, it starts off in a different planet. It reminds me of Mystery Science Theater 3000 with bad models and shit. And it's like a trash planet where they get rid of like vermin and stuff. And somehow what they do is they take like uh, creatures or like parasites that they want to get rid of. And instead of killing them, they zap them to other galaxies. They just get rid of them. And this guy's fucking around with this dish. And he zaps in one of those parasite monsters and it's in the TVs. Oh shit. Right? Howard the Duck shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So before Howard the Duck. So like they're they start getting like coordinates on the controller and the dish moves and they start getting channels or whatever. They have like a a uh Elvira ripoff that hosts a horror show within the movie multiple times. She's called uh, Medusa. She has like the Medusa things. Uh, it you know what it reminds me of? It feels like Gremlins 2. That vibe. It's hokey, but it's so on the nose trying to be like what like cheesy advertisements and TV shows were. It's like that, but from like 1980, whatever the hell. Uh, it, it also, what you said reminded me of that movie with John Ritter where they have that cable box from hell. Stay, stay tuned. tuned. I bet you Stay Tuned copied a lot from this movie. Yeah, it sounds like it. The effects are great. The monster is disgusting. I mean, it, think of like Chet from Weird Science, but more deformed and just covered in shit. And it has like tentacles with eyeballs. And the killings are fucking great. Like crushing heads and shit. It's super good. Like it's very well done. And uh, I think the director, he went on to do like a lot of like... Uh, he did like the trolls movies. He worked on, on uh, 
he did a bunch of those um full moon cult horror movies i don't know if you know any about those like full moon puppet masters they full moon they did oh, puppet masters, puppet masters. Yeah. he went on to do a bunch of shit like that but they got the effects guys who did ghoulies and all this shit and you could tell it's like the same style or whatever but anyways that's enough of the rant i think we covered enough here to start 2023 bro we have like almost a two-hour podcast today so hopefully we could uh nice yeah well don't worry well you know the oscars so exciting we're gonna have so many things to say oh god yeah maybe many more slappings this time who knows but uh did you watch that live last year or you were asleep no i i woke up to the aftermath me too i usually watch the oscars but did you see the chris rock retaliation this week no i saw thumbnails on it i didn't really click on he goes to town finally on them so about time i do it but no man you know i usually watch the oscars i usually watch the oscars but that weekend last year yeah the keys that weekend so we came home that night from the keys and i kind of forgot on, but we were so tired that we didn't even watch it we fell asleep and i think i woke up in the middle of the night and i checked my phone and then social media was going nuts with that and i think even carlos texted me he's like hey bro will smith slapped chris rock you know and at first i'm like what's going i thought it was some shtick and i saw the video and i think i went back to sleep thinking oh it's some bullshit and then (laughs) next morning i think i was taking a dump or something and i watched the video (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I show my I came out and go, babe, look, this is what they're talking about. I don't know. This looks like it could be legit. And we watched it, yeah. And she said, This is what you do when you're taking a shit in the bathroom. Is that why you're in there two hours? Everybody's on the phone. <laughs> that was crazy, man. That was crazy. That was crazy. So I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a comment about it, but yeah. Well, for today, let's wrap it up. All right. We will be doing more of these. At a more leisurely yeah. pace, we won't be so delayed. So, this was our this is us making it up to all three of our reviewers here. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. up episode. we got to recap all of 2023 until now. So, we'll come back when Last of Us is over. We'll come back. Talk yeah, about- yeah. yeah I'm very, I'm very curious to see what you tell me about the way it ends. So, okay. So that'll be it for episode five of the Creatures of the Night podcast um i have a lot more of these little cult vote reviews dropping soon and uh, we always have a bunch of stuff on the channel coming on so if you want to follow us like always go to thecreaturesofthenight.com there's a link tree there to our instagram facebook twitter etc etc so please guys if you can subscribe ring the bell and until next time david next time nachi we're out baby <laughs> <Keep> <laughs>